Hello and welcome to this special podcast from Standard Chartered. I'm Manisha Tank. Diversity and inclusion, it's a phrase you will have heard a lot lately. There's a correlation between increased diversity and stronger business performance, all borne out by various studies. There's also a correlation between a diverse workforce, inclusive practice and greater well-being amongst employees. In this podcast, you're going to hear from three women who know all about this. They've made it onto the Heroes Top 100 Female Future Leaders list. It recognizes the influence of their role, their impact on women inside and outside the workplace, and their business achievements. What's also special about these women is that they're all flying high in technology roles, an area which, at least in the past, has failed to engage more female talent. So let's meet them. We have with us Jane Y, CIO, CTM, Kenya and East Africa, Ankita Gupta, Head of Enterprise Risk Management, Swastika Somadar, who is Program Manager for Risk Functions, Enterprise Risk Management. I thought it would be great to sort of set out what we mean when we talk about diversity and inclusion. And Jane, I know that you're on Standard Chartered's Diversity and Inclusion Council. Perhaps you can just explain what we mean when we talk about this subject and why it matters. Diversity is about having different sets of people, different kinds of people who are coming together to work. And inclusion means bringing all these diverse people into one space and working together. That's a simple term of what DNI means. What it means in Standard Chartered specifically is that we have taken this next step and made sure that we are diverse and we are inclusive. We do have a lot of programs that bring in gender diversity, youth diversity, people with disabilities across the spectrum of diversity. Standard Chartered has a program for diversity and inclusion, which is very robust, and it's something that has been running over the years. If I speak specifically to Kenya, one of the things that we have said and done is increase the number of women in leadership. This is at the board level, at employee level, and now we are looking at it from a supply chain level. When we say that we are diverse and inclusive, we're not just talking about it. We are walking the walk with it. There has been a particular focus on leadership, as Jane was just saying. Why is it important that there are more women leaders at the top of organizations? Women leaders in the top of the organization definitely instills that culture of inclusiveness and cohesiveness. The next frontier in DNI is definitely developing your leadership pipeline. It is expected that having more women in senior leadership roles will have a trickle-down effect on the rest of the workforce. It could break down stereotypes on women in leadership and any gender barriers by, of course, broadening women's professional imagination. Higher number of women on boards can therefore instigate cultural change and has a strong symbolic meaning showing that women can be leaders. And just to inquire a little bit about your department, Ankita, is it true that you have a very high percentage of women working for you? Within the whole risk functions, my domain, my department has the maximum number of females working in and the other teams are taking an inspiration from that. And we are doing some case studies that why this department has more percentage of women and we are having those conversations with the other leaders in other domains, how to increase the women participation and recruitment in their teams. Okay, but there's an interesting flip side to that, isn't there? There are those critics who say, well, does it end up being skewed in the opposite direction? Shouldn't everyone get a job based on merit, not the color of their skin or whether they're male or female or anything else that makes us diverse in terms of our humanness? So 
shouldn't organizations actually see inclusion in a way that continues to be fair? There are some people who just worry that it won't be based on merit anymore. What do you say to those people? And I want to take that question to Swastika. Organizations shouldn't see inclusion as a reservation for any candidates of any specific race or gender, but they should take it as a challenge or an inspiration or a progression point to showcase other domains, other teams, or maybe other communities to identify the right candidate so that the diversity can be maintained and it rightfully it goes to the candidate who deserves the position. I'm quite curious about each of your journeys. Jane, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. And also just the fact that you are so passionate about DNI, you're on this council and you are living and breathing this, aren't you? Every time I try and think about what got me here, always takes me back to the strong influences that I had growing up. Now, if I look back at specifically to my DNI journey and wanting to see growth in women, that comes from a strong female background that I had, starting with my mother, my aunties, my sisters, my teachers, and all these women said, you can be who you want to be. You can be anything in this world. I've always grown up with that. I can be anything. I never really saw barriers. The good thing with joining Standard Chartered is that the environment does lend the opportunity for you to be who you want to be. And it's, it's really, it's up to you if you want to grow. So we'll get women into leadership courses and preparing them for leadership, mentorship, coaching, etc. If I look at Africa and Middle East, in the last year and this year, we have about 12 women that we have in the Ascent program, which is a leadership program for ladies. I don't want to be sitting at the boardroom table all by myself. I want other people there with me. And I want them to be there because they deserve to be there. So they've been trained, they've been skilled, they've been coached, um, and they're ready to be there and take their rightful place at the table. The only way we'll get the women to the boardroom is if we get them through school and all the way up. I want to take it to Ankita because, of course, you have a young lady in your life, your daughter. And yeah. I wonder what it's like being a parent today. Is it easy to share those messages of equality? Because we're still living in a society which is highly patriarchal and it's in the books. It's in the movies. We have to see a shift yeah. change at the root level, don't we? As a woman and a mother of a daughter, I am definitely very passionate about achieving gender equality. Most companies like SCB are now actively recruiting female leaders, and we are proud to have reached 18% female representation in our executive leader population. But there are some incidents in life that do happen that kind of triggers the one thought that changes your whole life. In one of my previous organizations where I was working as a software engineering executive, we were in a meeting room and I noticed a male colleague addressing comments, feedback and responses to other men in the room, even though as a woman, I was asking him a question. After the meeting was over, I, I gathered the courage and I, I went to him. And that's where he said he didn't notice that he was doing that. And at that moment, I realized that it was all about bringing the unconscious to the conscious and making people aware of biased behavior is definitely a good strategy because from next meeting onwards, there was a deliberate effort from him to respond to women in, in the meeting room. That was a big trigger point in my life, um, essentially where I learned that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable simply means that you are able to really take on the challenges and not let them derail you. We're all interconnected and technology facilitates that, right? 
So something that we might have been doing progressively in London, we now may do it in Delhi. We may now do it in Singapore. We may now do it in Tokyo. Jane, does that make things easier that you can have a global voice on this subject? One of the things that we've been doing through the Technology DNI Council is to look at how we can have global jobs that are, say, based out of Singapore, based out of Bangalore, based out of wherever, but the people sitting in those jobs are sitting in other parts of the world. So you could have somebody in Nigeria reporting to somebody in Singapore as a cloud architect, for example. And I think COVID accelerated it because COVID forced us all to work at home anyway. But the challenge we have is when we have the jobs, we may not necessarily have the experience because we haven't done much of it. So that's what makes it harder. But definitely with technology, it's a lot easier today. Now you can connect online just the way that we are doing today and we can have this conversation in a globalized way and therefore there's a collective awareness that is accelerated, isn't it? And now if you are in any particular, let's say you're in Sydney or you're in Paris or wherever you might be, you can't ignore the kind of subjects that we're talking about anymore, can you? Technology has enabled a lot of streams which were earlier not there. And within SCB as well, just to make it a point in this DNI space, as a bank, even in the COVID situation, a lot of initiatives and programs have started, which are kind of progressing and giving good results. There is a forum in the bank called Aditi, which is accelerating diversity and inclusion in technology and innovation. It has a program called Ascend Program which is aimed at creating a strong pipeline of capable leaders and ready to take on their next big challenge. We are having coffee shot sessions with the senior leaders in which we all come on VCs and we share the difficulties that this pandemic has brought in our lives and how we are combating that. In a way, the technology, it is helping this whole DNI cause. I know that you have a strong opinion on the next question. Diversity fatigue. Now, what are we talking about when we say this and why, how is it happening? What do we do about it? As the conversations around diversity, equality, inclusion comes more and more to the foreground, so companies and their employees are becoming increasingly overwhelmed from participating in programs. And often at times, people lose track of these activities. And the downside is they often take a very long time to materialize as well. So what is the secret of combating diversity fatigue? How can we do small acts within our teams, within as an individual, in which we can see the results, in which we can progress and we can encourage diversity in a shorter span of time? Like I have been conducting Know About My Culture session, wherein a team member comes and they speak about their background, culture, ethnicity, and cultural practice. And when the other people, like suppose a person from Philippines gets to hear what a person in India, Bangalore location cooks, he kind of understands and generates interest and he develops a more open outlook towards that person. The second thing is, it's definitely time to celebrate all religious and non-religious holidays and not just Christmas. So we do celebrate like the Indian festival, um, Diwali. Um, uh, we do have play um, uh, colors um, in the in the holy festivals. And the third and the most important thing is, which 
is something as an individual we have to start doing from today start using inclusive language always address and remove stereotypes and inappropriate language specifically around in casual conversations discussions during training and in job descriptions that as an organization we publish for example instead of addressing a person whose gender is unknown and just saying that he needs to be proficient in this skill you have to write he or she needs to be proficient in this skill these are two to three things that we at an individual level we all can do and we don't need a big agenda or a big stream bank wider organization wide to start off with swastika i think you've been on the receiving end of some of these initiatives that ankita was talking about and i wondered how it makes you feel when you see these more inclusive events happening when people are learning about one another's culture what difference does it make to the your style of working and the way that you conduct yourself we actually look forward for those sessions and having those sessions in the team um, basically other domains and other teams have also requested how do we format these sessions we have celebrated international women's day uh, uh, earlier this year and we have got not only women even men colleagues have added a lot of inputs and we created a very nice video functions wide and we celebrated women's day with everyone virtually it's a inclusive feeling for everyone working together but look i i have a question which perhaps is a little bit controversial why do these events actually matter from a business point of view from a revenue point of view jane i wondered if you could handle this question because of course uh, with the council i'm sure that you have to look at this kind of thing and sometimes there are still people you have to convince right that is have shown that there is a case for having more women at the table i can give an example out here in kenya the rate of women defaulters on loans is a lot lower than men if you don't have women sitting at the board and at senior leadership then you will not create products for women who are known to be good payers you have to have the conversation at all levels one of the other things that you see when you have women employees is that in some cases they are better at certain roles than their male counterparts there is a lot of empathy that comes through from women um which is good all again for certain positions today's world if you're selling it's not that you have the sweetest tongue to get the sale across do you understand who you're selling to so you get into human centered design we've got to look at things differently so that's why we say there is a case for having women on the table our population today is and especially across africa it's the youth they're the majority you do have to have a lot more youthful representation in your management in your board and also in your employment because these are the the people who will resonate with your market if you have somebody who's 23 who's really quick on the ball and they know what the youth want then they will bring out the products for the youth so you've got to look at it that way ankita i wanted to talk about talent and in the tech sector are you getting enough women coming through are you getting enough of a diverse talent pool let's not just talk about women coming through yeah. for you to pick and choose from the bank has been working on it and strategizing on how to increase women talent pool in the technology space and as a result of that we have put a modification in our hiring processes now the talent and acquisition department has been mandated to have a diverse panel of interviewers so that the decision process can be fair we have also been working on that when we take job interviews and we have shortlisted candidates so swastika what does it mean to you to be on the heroes list how do you take that and progress with it how do you use 
this this new title that you have effectively i think it is not always the organizations the communities we should look up to to implement the diversity and an inclusion initiatives but we individuals should take charge and strive what we wish to achieve and we all should think what we can bring on the table me being on the list now it gives me more opportunities and i would be more accepted when i go and do this events in a, in a broader scale jane what does it mean to you to be on the heroes list and what does it mean for other women who want to get into the kind of role that you're in every time i've done something in the dni space i've done it because it comes from the heart not so much because of any awards or anything but when you do put in an a submission for an award and you win it it then helps those who come after because there's a lot of people doing things and feeling like they might be doing something and it's not getting anywhere anyone reading my submission or the submissions of any of the other ladies sees all the amazing stuff that's going on and being hopeful that there is hope i can be any one of these ladies so for me i hope that it's inspiring to those who read the list Ankita how about you what does it what does it mean to you to be on the heroes list and have you had people members of your family friends get in touch what are they saying first of all making to the list is itself shows that maybe swastika jain and all the other 100 ladies who are there they already been doing work in this area when we we made to the list the kind of wishes and congrats that have been pouring in and people have been saying that oh you are doing great job good work you are an inspiration to all of us that gives you more motivation to do more in this area now if you had to give one word of advice to all not just young girls not just girls boys as well kids from all walks of life backgrounds what's the one piece of advice that you would give them about the future world of work that you hope to see jane let's start with you you can be anything and anyone be fearless be courageous and what i imagine the world will look like in another 20 30 years will be very different from what it looks like today and i believe it's because of all these conversations that we have we are all talking about a new world where we are diverse where it's inclusive swastika how about you what advice would you give to the generation of tomorrow never shy away from sharing your problems and asking what you deserve if you do go ahead it's your right yeah. lovely and finally ankita how about you do not segregate yourself from people based on gender age disability race religion or sexual orientation and to instill these qualities in your child you definitely as an individual as a parent have to be a role model for them those were all wonderful pieces of advice to end this podcast on it just remains for me to thank you all for giving up your time for sharing so much about your journey your thoughts your aspirations your hopes and we had some challenges in there as well some really moving stories about your past thank you so much to Jane Y CIO CTM Kenya and East Africa Ankita Gupta head of enterprise risk management and Swastika Somadar who is program manager for risk functions enterprise risk management all of them at standard chartered keep on keeping on and lovely to speak to you today i'm anisha tank thank you <laughs>